Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the annual pass 2.0, the leaks, some of our predictions, some of our hopes, what we kind of hope to happen with Season of Opulence, obviously, before the annual pass 2.0 starts. Uh, this is being recorded on April 23rd, 2019. So if this feels a little bit out of date or change or whatever, this is when it was recorded. Whenever you're listening to this, take that into consideration. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, throw me a follow on the Twitch channel. That's a great way to help me out. So let's jump right into the questions. I'm going to do them kind of out here because reset's going to happen in 15 minutes. We'll go check Eververse during the Q&A. Uh, maybe we should have waited 18 more minutes, but oh well. Masari says, is there anything you miss from being a smaller streamer? Uh, we were talking about streaming and changes and, and all the, you know, growing and uh, Masari hadn't been around for a while. Things that I miss as a smaller streamer, I, it was simpler time, you know, you don't... You don't know what you don't know is a common saying, right? You have no idea what you're clueless about. And then you kind of get on the other end of things. And I think when I had a more simplistic or even juvenile idea of streaming and what streaming was like, it was uh, it was easier just to boot up and do the thing, right? There was a beautiful simplicity about boot up, run raids, boot up, run raids. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't anything else going on. There was no Q&A. There was no content. There, it was just that's all we were doing. Less troubleshooting. Yes, <laughs> less troubleshooting. The, the higher up I've gone in the echelons of tech and PCs and quality, the more troubleshooting and, and problems that we've run into. Some of that's because of I'm obsessive about quality, but... I do that for you guys. Yeah, no micro stutters back then. I watch some old stream footage every once in a while. I'm like, my gosh, it looks terrible. <laughs> the lighting, the microphone, the audio, the video, it all looks so bad. Uh, we've definitely brought it a long way. So I, th- there was this, I miss, in a word, I miss simplicity. The simplicity of, you know, just grinding. Uh, it's different now. It's very, very different. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I love where we've come. I love what's been going on and the the evolution of the channel, the evolution of the content has been very, very enjoyable. And so I would I would say uh, I, I, I miss the simplicity, but I definitely don't want to go back. <laughs> I definitely don't want to go back. So next question do you think they should advertise the next annual pass differently so that we can value the whole thing as a single expansion not three dlcs with different value points uh when we can't buy separately well i i think they marketed the annual pass this way when it first came out they were like you're gonna get all this stuff no content droughts here's each individual story theme and ethos and this is what's coming they didn't really talk about season of opulence at the time penumbra that was sort of redacted but i do think they did that idea of like this is this is going to be the theme and the thrust you're paying for you know essentially a year's worth of content that's why i was extremely frustrated that people were immediately negative and you know bashing the idea of uh the way that you know the way that it was handled and this and that i i just i i really thought that it could have been uh you know handled in a handled in a better way the way the community responded it was just immediately negative but i will say it felt to me like they promoted the the totality of the of the annual pass so i would think they would market it the same way uh you know i I don't know i would think they would market it in a similar fashion 
Uh, gaming scrubs. Do you think we will get any new enemies in D2? Any new subclasses or perk trees? Uh, two, okay, I'm going to take the back half of the question. New subclasses or perk trees? I highly doubt it. No. D- probably not going to happen. As far as new enemies, if they do what I think they're going to do, which is let's rejuvenate and refresh the old planets, the old NPCs, uh, you know, Escalation Protocol, Infinite Forest, The Forges, Blind Well, they could throw new enemies in there, but I doubt that too. I just, I don't see them putting a lot of focus on that. Here's the reality about new enemies. It doesn't change that much. The Scorn, get introduced in Forsaken. Does that change your experience in a significant way? Not really. The time that they'd have to put into introducing another new enemy type, would that be worth it? Would that net the player enough benefit to warrant the time that would go into what they look like, how they attack, what their weapons are, how their shields work, etc.? I mean, I don't think it would be worth it, to be fair. I don't think it would be worth it. I, I uh... I would say that's not the focus right now. Now there's a you know there's obviously there's the rumor and the leaks about what the enemies and things are going to change in the next game, but in this game probably not. I think we're going to get whispers of the new enemy type, but I don't think you're going to have a bunch of new enemy types. Wolverine man, do you think we'll see another three separate season-based content release? Uh, what is Bungie's basis for releasing another annual pass? The reason for releasing another annual pass is logistically it works. I mean, from a logistical standpoint, it works. You're 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 avoiding droughts, you're keeping things going, you're keeping the machine going, and I think that that is significant. I think that whenever you think about the structure and how things go, I think they did a decent job. Now, when you want to talk about substance and depth and breadth, Sure, uh, we're a little lacking in those departments, but overall, I feel like logistically they did a good job giving us things each week. It's just a lack of substance. So this time they could come back and say, "Well, we got the rhythm right, we got the feel uh, right, but we didn't fill with enough depth. We didn't fill with enough stuff." And I think that's a, I think that's a, a significant. Uh, feel for the game that's a that's a good feel that like there's always kind of something happening and then they could promote the next annual pass and say what we learned was logistically speaking we really structured spreading out the content in a good way but we really we didn't necessarily fill those containers with enough stuff and i think that would really help uh ed says how come whenever i die in pve or pvp it always says misadventure why no kill cams in pvp well i don't think they wanted to create the kill cam feature uh that would probably cause more frustration kill cams in call of duty became a major point of like both humor and frustration they were wildly inaccurate with what happened (laughs) it never really told the true story at least not from your perspective you'd be like okay i came around the corner and i shot six times then you'd watch the kill cam and you would come around the corner and shoot like a bullet (laughs) so kill cams are not necessarily truth tellers at least from your perspective you know it always says misadventure i don't know why it always says misadventure it sounds like you're getting physics if you get killed by a certain weapon It'll say that. It'll say what they used on you. So, junk box. Do you think the next pass will we will see something like weapons and armor uh, start to be left behind? 
we got into a big big disagreement about that yesterday people really don't agree with me about leaving loot behind i think they're under the misconception they're under the it's a, this is a misconception that bungie can just basically add things for forever that there there is no limitation on what they can add they can just eternally add you know perks and power and unfortunately that's not really true um so i would say you've 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 really got to consider how limiting carrying old loot into the future is it it is time i think to leave stuff behind And the people that would get mad, and this is dumb, and you're not letting me play how I want, I want to keep using my Midnight Coup and my Ikelos shotgun, I just would honestly have to say, as kindly as I can, get over it. Like, I would shrug my shoulders and be like, you just have got to get over it. Like, this stuff is ancient history at this point. We need new stuff to replace that. We need the opportunity for new hand cannons and new things to come out for you know new loot new loot incentives and new loot motivations need to be given room to breathe peter iliac i see a lot of people asking for more weapon perks but i feel like bungie backed themselves into a corner with rampage and kill clip in d1 you could have a god roll without a damage buff what's the remedy some of the remedy probably lies in uh, elemental perks if you brought all primaries up into the primary slot and gave us a true elemental primary system again you could go with really, really cool elemental perks that wouldn't necessarily be a raw damage increase, but you could have chain lightning, you could have suppression fields, you could have damage over time, you, you with fire, right? You could burn, you could bleed, you could do other things with the elements that's not presently being done. And that wouldn't necessarily change the flow of the game, because trash ads are trash ads. You're going to cut through them like butter if you have a good weapon, regardless. But elemental style perks. So imagine a gun that is that rivals the Midnight Coup, but instead of being a raw damage perk tree, it's an elemental perk tree. There's so much they could do with elemental perks playing well with each other, complementing each other, etc., that's where I would say they should set their sights. I think they're really limiting themselves by only ever focusing on a couple of core things. Stability, reload speed, and damage. Everything else is just completely trivial. So. JD Gamer. Hey, Lona, with the future of the annual pass, do you think this could affect Trials Return? Also, do you think either September being just annual pass or big DLC spread out, could we possibly see only one uh, RSOD this year what is that supposed to be only one I am confused I'll I'll answer your question about trials first I don't know if trials is going to come back unless they've really really figured out the the meta and the maps because I I think he meant to type raid um trials coming back to me is just still a big question mark they've got a lot to figure out they've got a lot to do um they've they've got a long way to go i think now that may be coming i don't know given what we've seen up to now and given what we know about the future i am extremely skeptical extremely skeptical of them doing anything with trials 
I just don't see that within their circumference of power and planning and ability right now. I really, really don't think uh, it's it's gonna it's gonna be something that's possible. So the Pat Puck says, "Do you think Bungie should have a season of the factions in their annual pass? It could use the existing faction NPCs." I would, I could get down with that. I personally think Faction Rally should come back as a monthly event, and the factions are always there. You can always work on yourself with the... You, you can always, like, raise your rank with Future War Cult, get the shaders, work on raising your rank to get, like, a ship or an ornament or a ghost. And then when the rally shows up, you've got, like, a week to get those two weapons. Well, when the next rally shows up, they could drop those weapons into the loot pool. Um, so Deed said that Bungie has heard our feedback on trials before address our PvP concerns on Gambit. Yeah, well, they've heard our feedback on cores too, dude. Like they've, they've heard our three times now a fever pitch of complaint about enhancement cores. They heard us and they've done basically nothing. So I wouldn't hold your breath. Sorry. I just, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they have the bandwidth right now to support it and put it out there. Jugs, do you think if Bungie doesn't hit the nail on the head with the annual pass or D3, that'll be the nail in the coffin for the franchise? Love the content. Thank you for what you do for the community. Thank you, Jugs. I don't think there's ever going to be like a true nail in the coffin for Destiny unless Bungie just flat out says, we're done, we're closing our doors, we're no longer making Destiny. Like, that's the only scenario that I see Destiny coming to a close, and the quote-unquote nail in the coffin would be hammered in put in place by them, right? I think that, obviously, the numbers could dwindle significantly if, if opulence doesn't go over well. I think opulence again. That's why I, I, Bungie's not stupid. I think they knew they needed opulence to be massive, and I think it's going to be the. It, it's going to feel like a DLC. I wouldn't be surprised if it feels like the size of Rise of Iron, the, with the nature of what it brings. Just given how they've had more time to work on it, they've really got to rebuild consumer confidence and player confidence in whatever they do next. And a lot is hanging in the balance. I still don't think if opulence goes over poorly that there's a nail in the coffin moment for Destiny unless they flat out say we're done making Destiny. Mick Cheshire, do you think an in-game calendar that displays all upcoming weekly rituals should be in-game, akin to the WoW calendar in a way? We could have continuous weekly events like Arc Week, Faction Rallies, Iron Banner. I, I've continued to say they need to do something where they educate the player a little bit better on what's going on, what's coming, what events are going on, you know, what is the, uh, you know, what's the, what's the status, what, what is, what is happening. That would be, I think, something that wouldn't take that much time because they already kind of do it. So I would love to see them do that. Personally, I've said that I think every NPC should have a weekly weapon bounty, and I think that should be right in the director. So every week it should be like, be sure to check all the vendors as their weekly you know, weapon bounties refresh. So when you open the director and you go to the EDZ and you hover over Devrim K, instead of where it says services, packages, and rewards, it would say weekly bounty, um, old-fashioned. Weekly bounty, um, Lincoln Green. 
And for that week, he has like an Ada-style weapon bounty that you can buy over and over and over and over again and keep grinding until you get the role that you want. Every NPC needs that, and it should be loaded right into the director. Now, if you combine that with a little screen that pops up and says, Boom! Weekly Reset. Be sure to check all vendors for weekly weapon bounty rotations. This week is Arc Week. This week it's Iron Banner. This is going on. That's going on. This vendor's got these new bounties. Blah, 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 blah. That would be another way to... Listen, people need to understand that this game is not about getting to max level. I worry that Bungie has continued to kind of like let people... exist in like a really low level form of ignorance and maybe it's just easier to pacify those folks and that's why they do it I I don't know but there's a lot of folks and a lot of people that will play and slowly level and slowly grind and then when they hit max level they're like well now what do I do I I, what's what's the point what's the point in the game when you hit max level people would literally say that on my streams they would say why why would you bother playing what's the point if people max out level so fast you know what's what's the point and i'm just kind of like what do you mean what's the point that's like that's just the beginning i've continued to say the whole game should change when you hit max level as soon as you sit hit 700 when you go to orbit it should say the whole game is now changed all the vendors have new bounties for you they have new ranks for you to pursue this season they have new ornaments to pursue once you hit certain ranks like every vendor every interaction you have in the game should take on a completely new form whenever you hit max level right now you hit max level and you're like sweet I guess why do I care you know and I think that's one of the reasons people check out number one leveling is incredibly painful and slow and the RNG the milestones the infusion it just isn't very streamlined so that leads people to kind of not care and then listen they know they know that leveling is just laced with futility it's laced with futility I'm gonna switch characters um I'm going to switch to my Warlock. We're going to go check the tower and check all the resets. It just lays with futility. Deep down, you know, you're like, there's not really any point for me to put up with this garbage. Why should I put up with this bad leveling? Why should I put up with this bad RNG? It's difficult to know because you're just sort of like, why don't gain anything? I'm not getting anything. Nothing's changing. It's merely a cosmetic change on your nameplate. Uh, Johnny the Cat King, do you think each armor set needs unique perk rolls? Right now, they all feel the same. Uh, we've talked about this before. Um, having a, you know, a, a set that when you go to a certain planet or a certain activity gives you some type of buff. If they go that route, they really need to consider, they really need to consider doing a loadout system so you can quickly change your loadout because right now that would be a freaking nightmare there's what is this, six locations there's the four vanilla no wait there's more than that isn't there there's the four vanilla planets and then they added mercury and mars so that's six and then you got tangled shore and dreaming city you have eight locations that that's not even counting all the activities so i would i would say that that's too much that's way 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 too much because you got to think about 
you gotta think about like how often are you really gonna want to be like changing your loadout do you want to go through the painful process of going in using dim dragging everything over you know there's a lot that goes there's a lot that goes into that there's a lot that goes into that and i think that'd be frustrating for the player wouldn't be seen as a benefit uh unwit says do you believe there's going to be something for us to do this summer while we wait for the new dlc well yeah season of opulence now if you're talking about between once the revelry's done and season of opulence i got no idea unless they pull like faction rally out of their hat and they run it for like a couple weeks there's nothing on the calendar after revelry this is pretty much the end of the road for season of the drifter so uh, I am Skolos. With the fact that we know the plan that was laid out was for the Dreadnought and Savathun to come after Forsaken and more than likely getting an annual pass in September, how would you feel if they took the story with Savathun and spread throughout the annual pass? Yeah, I think that, uh, I, I think, I do. I think that that's what they did. I, I actually said that earlier this year. I was like, I really think they're, now that they're not with Activision, whatever that was planned for September is probably going to get busted up and sort of used for the annual pass. Um, that that's that's kind of where that's kind of where I initially sort of thinking. You know, they're they're really gonna they're really gonna switch things up here because they just can't. They probably cannot create that much content now. And again, there's also just the need to like pivot to D three combine all of that with the fact that they don't have Vicarious Visions and High Moon Studios at their disposal anymore. So, this week in the Eververse, we've got Hyped Dance, we got the Circum Circumpolar Light uh, Sparrow, we're definitely going to buy that, and hopefully we can get the Quick Spawn 160, because that thing is pretty cool looking. This is from the, this is from the Revelry. We got a 160 shorter time between uh, spawning or whatever so we got it at a 160 but it takes a long time to spawn that uh, let's see if we can get a nice red on there um, doesn't look like we can I want the fr- I would love the front area to be red it's gonna be we might have to get out the old new monarchy uh, oh there we go that's a pretty good looking sparrow so you can get that sparrow this week the circumpolar light we've got the ladybug ghost and then chest boots if you're looking to get the full armor sets, uh, I think the Revelry armor looks really, really good in the Eververse. I think it's dope looking. It looks like the emotes are staying, and they added the Hop Along bundle for the Ghost. I don't think that was there prior to today. We've got an ornament for the colony. Gonna have to grab that. I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but. This is uh, this is basically making the colony look like a forge black armory weapon, which I think is really freaking hot. I don't know why they did that. I don't know if there's something in the lore uh, for them to do that. Uh, they are selling Caber's ship, which is a good-looking ship. They're selling threat display. They're selling an ornament for the Karnstein armlets. Oh, and then they have the ornament for the Delirium which I still haven't got that. So they've got some cool stuff, man. I've got some cool stuff this week in the Eververse. Uh, again, for those listening to the Q&A session, we're just trying to let everybody at home know what's going on. Doesn't seem to be anything going on with Eva Levante. I was hoping that 
with it being a three-week event, there would be something going on. And your nightfalls this week are the Corrupted Strange Terrain and Exodus Crash. And your modifiers are Void, Heavyweight, and Blackout. So that's always exciting when it's Void. Your Reckoning modifiers are Solar, Attrition, and Brawler. So Knife Trick, Ophidious Space could be really fun in there. So... Next question from Calder. A lot of recent content has been very lore-heavy, which I love. What lore do you think would be focused on in the upcoming past? Uh, More than likely, Sabathun and the Dreadnought is going to come back to the center stage. Uh, I think that's what's going to be going on. Ghostwood. I've listened to your Rageous Roundtable thoughts on the future of Crucible. For Annual Pass 2.0, do you predict any other monumental gameplay shift evolution before D3 drops? Love the channel. Keep up the great work. Man, oh man, I don't know. With respect to the Annual Pass 2.0, can they make significant changes? I would think probably not. I would think probably not. Um, Just because uh... You know, just kind of the way things go with 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 PvP. I I just I don't know if the Crucible team can make those big changes. Now, if they're going to, it's not going to happen in Opulence. It would happen in the Annual Pass 2.0. That's when I would anticipate them uh, doing it. So, uh. Sweat says, do you think Sabathun is coming in the next annual pass or D3? Seems like they've hyped up Sabathun this whole time. Uh, and substantial and nothing substantial has happened with her yet. With all the leaks about new races in the pyramid ship, seems the way too much content to be put in D3. Well, I don't think Sabathun's getting shelved into D3. D3 is the pyramid ships, which is the ancient foe of the traveler. That's the that's the you know, the the veil that's going to come and, and deal with us. I think that the annual pass is going to kick off with Savathun and the Dreadnought. Fructor, have they explained any differences in the new annual pass and the current? And can changes to the roadmap be made if necessary uh, to possibly correct the issues? Have they explained any difference in the annual pass than the current? And can changes to the roadmap well, I don't know. I, I They've not said they're making any significant changes. We'll have to wait and see what they promote for, for opulence. Uh, Bumble17. Is part of the problem with the annual pass model that there's almost too much content in the base game to focus on one aspect to satisfy everyone? Example, Forges and Gambit that we've had so far. Well, and they may learn from that. They may say, let's instead, like, imagine if they would have done a hybrid of the Forges and Gambit. So you would have gotten, like, hey, here is here is a a new forge and the next week here is a new map for prime and then a couple weeks later here's another forge if they would have been more interwoven they run the risk of diluting their efforts though because if they want to funnel people into gambit prime you kind of hurt those efforts by having it combined with other content however they may be able to figure out a way forward to say let's not have annual pass deliverables that are so narrow let's make sure the annual pass is kind of delivering something fresh and new every couple weeks for pve then for gambit then for pvp like there's like a rotating injection happening so everybody kind of feels like something is there for them that season dritz 
do you think there is uh, that it is good? Um, there are a few seasons that are more slow, so we can take that time to level up every character and seal hunting with the quest. I mean, I don't really think that's part of their intention. Like, well, we better slow things down and give them less content so that they can work on seals. Uh, Lauds, what do you think the main theme of the next big expansion will be? Savathun and the Dreadnought. Uh, with the muddy communication of Joker's Wild versus Season of the Drifter, do you think that the game will functionally work more as a subscription service in terms of content? Or should they try to innovate on how they split the content between the annual pass holders and the free-to-play players? This is a good question. I think from this point on, you have to really worry less about what's free because in September of this year, you're two years into the franchise. So why are we worried about what's free and giving people stuff that's free? You need to be worried about giving me a ton of junk to do with the annual pass. You just, I would think, I would think, now maybe I'm wrong in this. Maybe I'm wrong in this from a business perspective. Maybe they feel a significant impetus and reason to say, hey, we want to make sure, we want to make sure that these people are, you know, given plenty of stuff to do every season. We want to make sure they have the free stuff. Well, again, the are they a concern at this point I don't know two weeks into the franchise I'm sorry two years into the franchise is it really important to give them a bunch of free stuff Bubski, since Forsaken dropped, they really put a focus on hand cannons and exotic hand cannons with the Malfeasance, the Last Word, and the Thor. Do you think they should stop with so many hand cannons since the Hawkmoon's rumored to be leaked? I, dude, I mean, what are you going to do? Hand cannons have kind of become a staple, really dope, strong weapon in the Destiny universe. It was that way in D1. You had the Fatebringer. Uh, then you had the Imago loop. I mean, this is not this is not a new scenario. We're not trudging into new ground. But, you know, hand cannons have always been really, really god tier weapons. You know, th- th- this isn't a new this isn't a new thing. Uh, th- this isn't uh, this isn't like a oh my, they're making hand cannons really good, and you know, they're <laughs> what are we gonna do about this? Part of the reason hand cannons are so good is they just work in a lot of different environments. Mid-range, long-range, short-range. You know, scouts, eh. When enemies get close to you, it kind of sucks. Pulses, kind of the same difference. Auto rifles, no range worthy of speaking about. You know, when you look at the gamut of primaries, hand cannons just get to wear a lot of hats. They really do. Um, The only way you take hand cannons down from being the go-to weapon... In both PvP and PvE, their go-to weapons, you'd have to hurt their range efficiency big time so that they felt more like a, if you get beyond mid-range, this thing sucks. Now, really, really long-range, sure, they're not that great, but you're generally not engaging really, really long-range anyway. You, you're, you know, it's not hard to close gaps in PvE, and it ain't that hard to close gaps in PvP because the maps aren't that big. So, they'd have to have more range fall off in both, I would think, in both scenarios. Uh, Evil Clown says, is the next annual pass going to have a three major seasons or we're going to go back to the same D1? Uh, well, I, the, the idea, I think, would be to have it be similar to what they did. You know, they, they would do the same thing. Multiple injections kind of spread out. Uh, Perfect Wolf. 
I'm not sure if you've addressed this or not, but I liked how with the powerful revelry, revelry bounties, it listed the specific powerful armor piece you were getting when you completed said bounty. Would you like to see Bungie move toward this concept until they can overhaul the whole leveling system? I've been calling for the the milestones to do this because Ada's milestone already tells you you're getting an armor piece. I think every week the milestone should just rotate and tell you what you're getting. It should just be like, it's an art, not as specific as what you're saying. Oh, it's a ma, it's a mark, it's a pair of boots, it's a helmet. It should say armor or gun, is what it should say. I just rotate them every week so it's not always the same. So one week the strike milestone is an armor piece, the next week it's a gun. Uh, Mr. Sure says, Why do you think Bungie thought it was a good idea to allow the tonics to work in the Crucible? It completely ruined PvP. I mean, Lono Shrug, man. <laughs> Lono Shrug. I, they, they wanted to bring magic and fun, and they tried, and people didn't like it. They have competing interests. I talked about this in another Q&A session. You got people, you've got people that are going for recluse, and then you got people that just want to do looties and shooties. They just want to run around and pop people's faces. That's all they want to do. And those two things get into conflict. And that's exactly what happened in this scenario. Uh, Cryptic says, So with Season of the Drifter, I haven't been too uh, into running the GP and Reckoning loop, Gambit Prime and the Reckoning loop. Is there much of a point in running it besides better gear for Gambit? Well, the guns are cool. Right? The guns are cool. But they... Are really really difficult to get <laughs> so yeah does Lono still do twitch talks and questions I'm thinking about bringing back a segment for twitch talks because there's a lot of hubbub in the twitch community about streaming and coaching and everything else and I have an idea for a segment and what I would call it I, I have a name for the podcast that I would do uh, it could be really really good and yeah so we'll see Amish Milkman, do you think Bungie is using these annual passes as a means to keep this relevant until they announce Destiny 3? Do you think it's slated as a new console launch title? It could really go either way. It could really, really go either way. Um, So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what they decide to do. If they want to launch with the consoles, that could be really good. That's not a lot of time that's a worry if they wait a year the consoles get in saturation they're not competing with the marketing of the consoles they're not competing with people feeling like they have to buy a new console and that's a hurdle for them wanting to buy the new game consoles get into saturation they launch on all titles then a year later 2022 their first big dlc they jettison the old consoles if by the year 2022 they're not confident to jettison the old consoles and you're crying because you can't use your Xbox One anymore, it's 2022, man. Like, it's time to move on. That's two years. That's, well, no, no. Yeah, that's two years from now. So. I thought it was free. Do you think the Nightfall should work like Ada now does? Make all Nightfalls available each week? I know. I, here's the real thing. That you're gonna, I'm gonna surprise you with this. They shouldn't have given you all of Ada's frames. That was a freaking punt. The problem with Ada wasn't that she limited you to three frames a week and you get to choose two. It was that they didn't rotate properly. And instead of fixing the rotation, they punted. They're like, well, all the frames are available each week. That ruins rhythmic urgency, which is a part of Destiny's DNA. 
A part of Destiny's DNA is rhythmic urgency. During this week, you can do X. You have a chance to get X, so you better get after it, right? No, doing that with Nightfalls would not be a good decision. Nightfalls should rotate. Every week, you should know, here's three. I better grind. If I don't, it'll be a couple weeks before it comes back around. Same thing with the weapon frames. Same exact thing. Turk bra. I've decided to quit D2 for now because the effect Revelry Tonic has on comp. Am I overreacting? You're not overreacting if you're not having fun. If you're not having fun, stop engaging with the content. It's why I don't really raid anymore. I wasn't enjoying it. I it, it the, the drop rates, the 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 reward structure, it's frustrating. I, I just I don't think the raids are tooled properly for weekly grind. It's irritating. Wrath of the Machine was the last time I loved grinding raids. That in Age of Triumph. There was something different going on back then. It just, it felt, it felt worthy of my time. Leviathan and the Layers and Scourge feel like a waste of my time. They're fun a couple of times, and then it's like, I don't freaking care. It just, the, there's no path to reward. The rewards aren't that great at all. You know? so you just I get disinterested so if you're not having fun shut the game off play something else do not beat your head against the wall if comp feels like you're just gonna you're gonna break your controller then don't play comp if you can't take it shut it down threat level I got one and I honestly don't think that that's worth running each week I don't think the threat level is worthy of your time you can get a, you can get an Ikelos shotgun with far more intentionality so evil the waffler we got more space magic in revelry and people hated it in the crucible do you think this will hurt us pve players in the future with less space magic no it's a four-year-old going on five-year-old debate this is not a new debate this is not a new debate (laughs) we've we've been having this discussion for a while yay magic power this super strong this weapon strong this exotics dope and in comes pvp to to be the debbie downer you know it's not the player's fault it's just that it's just the conflict within the game uh you can't put a mod on ikelos at the moment yeah but do you really need a mod to make ikelos great and again whenever you use the threat level you're switching to an energy primary energy primaries get less crit multipliers they're weak they're weaker primaries so what you're trading in a mod slot you're losing in power for your kinetic primary because you're putting your kinetic primary away tectonic ammo do you think destiny will just end after d3 or they'll keep the game going i would hate to see the game building for 10 plus years and just drop off here's what here's my delusional like aspirations for the franchise i hope that destiny 3 is kind of the beginning that's what i hope i hope it's the beginning i hope that they they basically decide this is it this is the this is the game we've wanted to build and then destiny 3 is the springboard into another you know seven or eight years I just I don't think they've ever really built the game they wanted to build and I hope that the next game is the beginning of that reality and that then they truly invest for the next you know 10 years or whatever Busta UK do you think trials will be coming back soon I don't I don't think they have the bandwidth to, to, to fix the core issues in PvP I don't think they want to D2 
deal with trials right now. I don't. They're barely like the live team support is somewhat non-existent and the the length of time it took to get updates Adis bounties, Nightfall's not rotating properly, insane aim assist on the Queen Breakers, like all these things, I just don't think they're at a place where they can even get trials off the ground. It would probably be terrible. Fibo, what old exotics uh, do you see coming back for year three? And have you seen the quest that was data mined for this season? I've not seen the quest data mined for this season. I think the galley is coming back in September. I think they've been holding that in their pocket. For the darkest day now the darkest day could be later in the annual pass they might hint at it whenever they promote the next annual pass but i think the galahorn has been tucked away locked away and they're going to use it as their you ain't seen nothing yet we're bringing back the big bad boy like we're pulling him out you know um and i know people are like no no not the g horn Sorry, man. I- I'm telling you, if it's coming back, that's when it's coming back, is in the next annual pass. It'll be, you want to talk about motivating purchase? That's how they'll do it. That's how they'll do it. And you can sit here and get mad and get salty in the chat, but you know, you know, you're going to buy for the galley. Don't try to tell me that you won't. <laughs> that that the word Galahorn trended on Twitter worldwide when Zer sold it. Do you understand? Do you understand how insane that is? That's that's nuts. Like that's truly crazy. You've really, really, <laughs> you really gotta understand like <laughs> the pull that and the power that that gun has. It's amazing. So. That's going to do it for the questions. If you're here live, don't go anywhere. I'm not shutting the stream down. Be sure to click follow if you've enjoyed this talk. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. Twitch.tv slash Sanded Rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you watching and listening. Please like, share, and subscribe.